getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Hey, we are live. We got to let the stream breathe, make sure it's nice and stable. You guys know the drill. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, fresh off a few days off, back in the saddle, probably feeling you, you seem to be back to 100% coming off the, uh, the old sinus infection, if not very, very close. But how was your weekend, bro? I spent it recovering, and I'm not quite 100%, but I'm definitely better than the last time we potted, Chad. I'm definitely better. Every day is a little better. It's, it's a long process. Not to get WebMD on everyone right now, but it's. Uh, I appreciate you asking, and it's nice to be back podcasting. It always feels like a long time from uh, Thursday to Sunday. We just talked about that. It really does for us. I mean, the podcasts go on, and the community gets their content each and every day, but for us, man, we're just chomping at the bit to get back on uh, the microphone, as it were. And that's what we're doing tonight. Now, we've got a great show planned for you here this evening. Um, We're going to welcome on the queen of MHH here in just a few minutes. That's right. Christy's with us tonight. We're going to bring her on the show in just a couple of minutes. Uh, But first, Zach, I wanted to get your take on just overall. It feels like uh, it feels like the band is is as close to being together as possible. So last week, Jerry Judy arrives in Denver I, would, I, I can't say returns because I don't think he'd ever been in Denver based on yeah. what we, we know from his, his uh, comments. Now KJ Hamler, it appears, is back in Denver, although he might have been in Denver for a while now. He might have been here for a while, so just based on that Roto World report. But we is it a harbinger that maybe they are going to get phase, a phase of OTAs in before the big break, before training camp? Or is it just simply do you think – the call put out by Drew Locke, hey, everybody get back to Denver. Let's throw some footballs. I, I think it's a combination of, of Hamler and Judy being good pros at this stage in their, in their young rookie careers. They want to be with their team and around their franchise quarterback and also the city that they're going to live in, Chad. I mean, this is this is their destination and, and multiple reasons on the field and off the field. I like seeing it. I do believe Hamler was participating in those throwing sessions with Drew Locke already. Also with Philip Lindsay, he was out there as well. But there's no downside to it. I don't think we're going to get any terms of minicamp or practices, at least not a a team-sanctioned one. 
But the more throwing sessions that can take place, the more Locke gets these guys together, it can build that chemistry leading up to training camp. I, I really am happy to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because not only do Locke and company need to get on the same page with Pat Shermer's scheme and all the new concepts and whatnot, but he's never thrown with Jerry Judy. He's never thrown with KJ Hamler. He's never thrown the three of them together and just kind of figuring out the vibe with Cortland Sutton, which we can only assume he's involved in these as well. Yeah. Even though we don't know exactly, we don't have a full roster or list of each and every Bronco that has been participating in these workouts with Drew Locke, but it feels like <clears throat> positive momentum too, Zach. And that's one thing that I like is while the state of the country right now is anything but normalcy, right? It's still, Something's going on. It's it's still very tumultuous right now. But as it relates to football, we're inching closer to the kickoff of the season. And I think the activity of these players kind, kind of is a harbinger or a sign or a symbol that that will, by the time we get there, you're going to have the season, you're going to have training camp. And that should be reassuring to fans after the weird spring we've had. I think, you know, off the field, these guys are human beings. Everyone is entitled to their opinion based on what's going on around the country right now, but they're also professional football players, and they want to play football. They want the season to be here. They want to get things in full swing, and, and Drew Locke is leading that charge as the young franchise quarterback. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the reason why I'm not worried about a, a chemistry issue or any sort of turnaround in, the, in, this, in this weird, unique offseason. I think him getting together off the field, getting that chemistry down, by training camp, everyone's on a level playing field either way. And Drew Locke getting these reps in on June 7th and beyond, it's going to be important. It makes a difference. Amen to that. Guys, let me uh, let me welcome in those of you who have been hanging out in the stream. It's good to see you, Billy. Of course, Buana joining us as always. Steven's in the house. That's right. And thank you, Steven, by the way, for letting us know. KJ Hamler is in Denver, tweeted a or Instagrammed, I should say. Visual evidence that he's in Denver. Uh, let's see here. Who else is in this stream? We got Mitch. We got Martino. We got Big E. It's good to see all you guys. And if and Brent, and if I missed you, you, you know we love you. We got a great show here in just a few minutes. First, guys, just a couple of really quick matters of business. We want to make sure as this podcast and this channel on YouTube continues to grow exponentially, we want to make sure everybody knows how to connect with us on social media. Make sure you are following the podcast on Twitter at huddle up pod. That's how you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then while you're at it, you're going to want to make sure you're also following at mile high huddle. That's where you get the breaking Broncos news and analysis in real time right there. Also gang, if you're in a position, check out huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Not going to wax poetic on it tonight, but you can get yourself one of these hats. You can get a, a T-shirt, football priest, Mile High Huddle. We don't quite have a Mile High Insiders gear up on the on the page yet, but there will be soon. So a little something from whatever your favorite podcast is. We know in your hearts it's Huddle Up, but nevertheless, you want to support all the podcasts. You want to support MHH as a brand. That's how you can do it. And gang, if you're not in a position to – Use the, uh, you know, buy merch right now. A lot of people in tight situations. That's cool. We're just happy to have you here with us. Three simple things that you can do to really support the cause organically. Subscribe first and foremost, if you're on YouTube, like this video and be sure to share it out there. Those three simple things help out 
more than you guys know. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You know, you know we love you, our super chat superstars, but we have a bona fide superstar in the flesh that we're going to bring on right now. You guys know her. You love her. She is the queen of MHH, as she is known in this community. She is Christy. Now, here she is. We got a nice, stable image of the queen of MHH. Christy, thank you for joining us. How are you? Good. I'm great. A little nervous. It's, it's, just, it's just football. It's just us. It is just the football priest. We're going to have a lot of fun. We wanted to do a couple of things just to let our listeners know what we have on deck here is Zach and I have a couple of questions, a few questions that we want to get Christy's thoughts on. And then any of you who might have questions for Christy in the chat, we can, we can open it up to one or two questions. If you have anything specific for her, something might come up while we're, we're talking to her, just keep it, uh, you know, as, as always keep it professional, keep it Bronco oriented and it's going to be great. So first and foremost, Christy, we, uh, as someone who lives out on the left coast, you exemplify our little uh, catchphrase here. The Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being in California as a Broncos fan. Zach and I were really curious to know how you became a Broncos fan. Please let us know. Well, I grew up in Colorado, Longmont, Colorado, actually. Okay. And, um, it was kind of just there all around, you know, my parents watched it. My friends watched it. That's just what it is. So a native of Colorado. Awesome. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And we assume that uh, you've probably like a lot of fans of their respective teams. You've probably found a way to uh, indoctrinate the kids, if you will, your kids, do they care much about the Broncos and football? Of course, they love um, they love football. Um, it's just kind of like a uh, it's a tradition for us. Uh, the whole family gets together. We watch football. It's it's just what we do. It's a whole team effort. 
you are somebody and Zach, by the way, if you, if you have anything specific you want to ask, by all means jump in, but I just got one last thing. And then Zach, you can, anything you got for Christy. We're curious to know as someone who's been a Broncos fan for a long time, you know, this whole week is our, we're celebrating seven K we crossed the 7,000 subscriber mark on YouTube and seven, as we all know, very symbolic number as it relates to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. John Elway, as someone who's been a fan for a long time, what it's it's a two-pronged question. Number one, what is your favorite John Elway memory or moment as a player? And then also whatever your favorite Elway moment has been as a front office guy, as a GM. Well, um, I have a lot of Elway favorite moments. It's hard to pick just one, but um I think as a player, I'm going to be generic and I'm going to say the drive. But, I mean, every Broncos fan says that. Uh, It's an important important part of Broncos history. And um, I don't know. I'd say as a GM, um, signing Peyton Manning wasn't too bad, wasn't too shabby. (laughs) And Vaughn Miller, of course. So... Absolutely. Absolutely. Zach, what do you got? Well, first of all, I I hope, Chris, you can see the comments that one of the comments that we're truly among friends here and you are and you're getting a lot of positive feedback. So I hope that encourages you and I hope it makes you feel a little better. I mean, there's so many positive things that are being said about you right now. And I hope you're uh, reading that and feeling good about that. I I just want to kind of know, kind of play devil's advocate. This is what I do. What is your least favorite Elway moment as a GM? Because I can name a bunch in the short time I've covered the team, but... (laughs) I think I probably ag- agree with you on a, a lot of a lot of those, but um, signing Vance Joseph wasn't that great. <laughs> hiring him was a pretty big mistake, and um, I'd have to go with Flacco. Oh, that's to just get me started. right in the front of my mind right now. But I mean, he's done he's done a, a few things that have been questionable, but overall, I'd say he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, more bad than good. Can't complain about the Duke. (laughs) You know, the the way Elway's push to sign Peyton Manning, it was really cool, whatever it was. I think it was two weeks ago. The Mothership Sports Illustrated made uh, a whole week Peyton Manning week. And it was fun as as a team site covering that. It was cool to kind of see them go back to the uh, vault, as it were, and pull out a bunch of cool interviews and behind the scenes things, especially back then when Peter King was still with SI. And on that topic, Peter King talked about how John Elway, a lot of people think, Oh, John Elway, the closer, man, he comes in there, strong arms, Peyton convinces him, lubes up the deal, gets him signed on the line that is dotted, you know, quintessential salesman, John Elway, when in actuality, the reason or one of the reasons Manning picked the Broncos was because Elway slow played it. He basically came in, him and John Fox, and they they said, hey, here's what we think we can do for you. Here's what we envision. And then they just simply put the ball in his court and did not pressure him. And that was one of the reasons why, anyway, it's postulated by Peter King that Peyton Manning chose the Broncos because no one was really trying to pressure him. They gave him his time and space to make that decision. Let's get some questions here. And guys, listen, as we continue to, you know, we want to bring on superstars from our community here uh, in the coming weeks and months. We're going to be doing this more and more. I'm sure you guys can understand that it's not, 
you know, Zach and I, as, as people who do this for a living, we have all the gear set up. We have, she popped out. We'll get her back. Uh, we have all the gear set up. We have the, you know, uh, investment in equipment and everything we need to make sure we're as stable and consistent for you guys as possible. Not everyone has that. So there might be some times like tonight where we're rolling with some of the punches. It, I mean, I just like hearing from Christy what her thoughts on some of these issues. So uh, while we are waiting to see if she can get reconnected there. Just want to but, play off that chat. I want to take yeah. this super chat by Duke. He drops $10. Thank you so much. Duke. We appreciate that. Christy, you're the heart of MHH. Thank you for being so brave and coming on this pod. The reason I wanted to touch on this is because it is not easy. It, it is completely nerve wracking, especially for a person who hasn't done this before. I remember when I first started doing Facebook lives and streams and all that, I was completely white in my face. I was great. Yeah. It, it's really a challenge and uh, she deserves a lot of credit for doing this. And I think uh, the fan base appreciates that. So it's good on you Duke, to point that out. Cause I'm sure it's a sentiment that most can agree with. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you, if you sit and dwell on it, you know, it can be a little bit nerve wracking thinking that you're the, you're kind of on the spot and everyone's looking to you for, you know, whatever you're going to say, it can be a little overwhelming, but I think she's done great. She's doing great. And, yeah. and whatnot. Let's the only problem is let's, let's see if we can get her back on. Let's grab, let's see, before we get out of here, we want to get your thoughts. Well, we'll, we'll get you guys queue up any questions that you have for Christy. I've got one more for you. Yeah. We want to know what, your outlook is on this team for 2020. If you have a record prediction queued up and ready to go by all means, but if not just overall, how you see the 2020 season unfolding for this team. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to say right now because everything that's going on um, and it's crazy right now. Um, and I always, I always want to say like the best possible, you know, prediction for the Broncos. I, I want to say they're going to go all out and win, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay safe. I don't want it to come back and bite me in the butt, but I say they go nine and seven. It's fair. Safely. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a safe prediction, but um, I don't know. Fans get so emotional, you know, about, about everything. And um, I think we just have to be patient and, Waited out. We got a new quarterback. We got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, I don't know. I think they'll do. Uh, they're going to do a lot better than they did last season. Playoffs or no playoffs? Seven wild card. Painting her into a corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could. I could see it. I mean, that would be the best case scenario. Christy, uh, one, of our, one of our <laughs> listeners here, Brandon, has a question for you. He says, Christy, mm -hmm. are you happy about how the draft played out? Your thoughts on the draft? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they scored some pretty good some pretty good picks, and I wasn't expecting that, but I'm glad they did. Okay, let me see here. Here's one right here. By Nolan, he wants to know, Christy, who Perfect. is your favorite Bronco on the roster right now? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Lots of choices. Um, that's, there's so many. Um, there's so many. I would have to say my favorite, personally, would, would be Vaughn Miller. But I, I, um, who's going who's gonna to kill it this year is probably going to be Cortland Sutton. Yep. I think he's – Love that answer. Gonna, yeah. 
I think he's going to go all out this, this season. And Chubb, I, you know, he's coming back. So Good call. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Christy, thank you for coming on. Don't worry about the uh, technical difficulties. You know, yeah. next time we have you on, and we do want to have you on again if you're willing, of course. Um, oh yeah. We'll uh, we'll maybe spend a little a little extra time in the in the before we go live, trying to just make sure help you out if there's any technical things. Trust me, as a guy who has been yeah. dealing with multiple staff members over the years over the internet with different technical issues. I, by this point, kind of have a, a PhD in troubleshooting different technical issues yeah. over the internet. So don't stress it though. Yeah. We're running out of time. Thank you for joining us. And hopefully you'll, you'll come back on again and just know that Zach and I, we appreciate your support and everything that you do for this community, for this podcast, for the channel and what you mean to everybody. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And I will definitely come back if you guys have me. Let's give some love in the comments to Christy you guys. guys. Guys and gals. Have a good night. Thank you, Christy. you too, Christy. There she goes, the queen of MHH. You know her. You love her. Christy's in the house. And again, guys, forgive us. Everything was good at the top when we in before we went live. Everything was going good. But unfortunately, sometimes when you're streaming live, you can't exactly predict if there's going to be a technical bug. But at least, gang, we got to talk to Christy. You got to hear from Christy. You got to hear her thoughts on the season. You got to hear how she became a Broncos fan. You got to hear her favorite Elway moment as a player, as a GM. So Zach, it, it, it wasn't a perfect beginning to bring on our super chat superstars, but again, can't change it for the world because she's got to be the first one we bring on the queen of MHH. Of course. Yeah. And I think a lot of people not only wanted her perspective, a female perspective, but also a, a fan's perspective. Uh, everyone's, you know, hearing us talk, Chad, everyone's hearing Nick and Carl and, and Lance and Eric and, and Luke talk. But I think the Broncos fan base wants to hear one of their own. And I judging by the comments here on the interaction, the positivity we got, I, I think it was very successful for the first time. I think Christy did great. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yep, it's going to be a, a lot of fun, and we're looking forward, of course, to having Christy back at some point, and that'll be in the near future. Hopefully when uh, we get a little bit closer to actual football, whether it's training camp. I mean, man, Zach, I'm just just thinking about what it's going to be like when training camp rolls around, doing the daily podcast and yeah, getting back to normal. Fun. It's going to be it's going to be what quite a lift and, and a boost. Uh, quick shout out here to Terry jumping in, one of our superstars up in Canada. Hashtag state of being all day long. Really appreciate your support, my friend. He Thank says, you, Broncos country, the best. MHH chat, the best. Chad and Zach, mm, love you all. Hashtag state of being. Terry, we love you too, my friend. Hope you and yours are doing okay up there. Uh, and Stephen, you in, you inspired that article, my dog. So, hey, and also the Jerry Judy one that we ran earlier, you know, day or two, it might have been yesterday. That was inspired by you as well. So really appreciate you uh, pinging us when you see something interesting on the Broncos because this time of year, I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, sometimes we got to get a little bit creative to come up with compelling content to put on milehighhuddle.com. So we appreciate you. Good looking out, my friend. Um, let's see. Uh, this is a comment from Jeff. He says, Zach, I've witnessed a few pods, but I like the new background. <laughs> Looking forward to see what you fill those shelves with. Yeah, you know, I got some uh, filing that I'm not sick anymore. I got some things coming uh, on the shelf behind me. We're going to do that I, that book idea, Chad, that we're getting into, and I have some books I want to put up there. So it, it's better than a blank whiteboard, I'll say. So uh, I'm glad you appreciate yeah. that and noticed that, Jeff. Frankie jumping in to show some support and love for Christy. She says cheers, or he says cheers to Miss Christy. Appreciate you, Frankie, my friend. Thank you, Frankie. Also, you got Ryan. There goes the only lady I bend my knee to, <laughs> Queen of MHH. Long may she reign. And hopefully she's in the chat. I don't right. know if she's watching. I hope she's still. listening. Yeah, I hope she's watching, listening, and she can hear some of this awesome feedback. Yeah, Mitch, I tightened it up for you, dog. So you're welcome. <laughs> the things our fans notice, Chad. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Terry here bringing up the uh, – the, Holy, tri I guess, triumvirate of emojis here. For, oh, he wanted to know for lock plus or minus 4,000 yards. That's a good question. Um, if, Christy, if you're back in the chat, maybe answer that, and then we can put it on the screen for everybody to see. But, Terry, thank you for the super, bro. Um, yeah, next time, again, guys, when we have her back on and when we have another superstar on, you know, if, if there is a question we weren't able to get to some of the technical difficulties and whatnot, we'll, we'll circle back and we'll get to them. And here's one from Bronco Batman too, who wants to know, thank you for the super favorite game you've been to Christy wants, uh, he wants to know of you, Christy, if you're back in the chat, maybe you're listening to this after the fact, I don't know, but a couple more questions for you here. She should be encouraged though, Chad. I mean, the feedback and the questions she's getting, it's phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Angela jumping in up in Canada, $7 super. Really Thank appreciate you, you. That's what I'm saying. Look at the support. Right here, KR Rushmore, repping the ladies. Why can't we send seven from Canada? Oh, I don't know. Arg, appreciate MHH. Congrats on 7K. Hashtag state of being. You know, Angela, I really don't know the answer to that. Some of these YouTube mysteries are, are and will probably always be mysteries to us but really appreciate your support yeah it means a lot um 
Bronx legend in the house, showing some love. We also shouted him out. A lot of you, I'm sure, noticed that on Twitter and on Instagram. He got his football priest hat, sent us the selfie. So he says, always love to MHH, hashtag state of being. Thank you, Bronx. Hope you're doing okay in your neck of the woods, my friend. Uh, All right, let's see what we got from Gary Palmer. Ooh, I almost thought that was not family friendly. Thank goodness. (laughs) Well done, Gary, by the way. Very discerning. I, now I know I can trust you, my friend. Denver Broncos for life, he says. Hey, Chad, I think the horse and clock means it's Bronco time. Well said. Hey, well said. There's a couple more questions. All right, Zach, I'm going to leave it up to Buana Beast to find the next super here. I want to get your thoughts on a specific issue that popped up over the weekend. And this is another example of a fan bringing to my attention – something that grew into a story. And that is that Cortland Sutton, who we all know had a phenomenal second year, over 70 receptions, just north of 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, ended up in the Pro Bowl as a result of his performance. And he did so while playing with three different starting quarterbacks. But it was just brought to my attention, Zach, uh, today, in fact, this morning, According to Pro Football Reference, Sutton led all NFL wide receivers in broken tackles on receptions. So he had 12 such plays, and he stood alone among wide receivers. There were only uh, there were multiple NFL running backs who had double-digit broken tackles on receptions. But the next highest wide receiver to check in was DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and he had nine. So you know it's not necessarily you know uh, world-changing insight here, Zach, but it just goes to show you why the part of why how the Broncos are thinking about this offseason because everyone knows how phenomenal Sutton is as a vertical threat right going up my ball the turning 50 50 balls into 80 20 balls you know jumping in front of defenders in the end zone to score touchdowns acrobatic catches and whatnot but I think something that gets underrated is his ability to break those tackles his physicality and you know that was somewhat muted down the stretch because no other wide receivers really, really stepped up. And so opposing defensive coordinators were able to bracket him and kind of stop him from getting those shorter dump offs that he could break tackles and whatnot. But if you catch the vision that the Broncos have here, Zach, of, all right, you've got Jerry Judy, you've got KJ Hamler, you've got Noah Fant, you've got all these other threats. If even one of those guys on a given passing concept can win their one-on-one matchup, the next time the, they run that formation, the defensive coordinator is going to maybe not cheat and have a guy over Sutton. He gets his one-on-one matchups, and it ends up being a smorgasbord for Drew Locke to distribute the football. But just another example of how phenomenal Sutton was last year. I, I think it's it's pretty significant because he, what he can do his damage over the middle. Like you mentioned, he does his damage and coverage and snatching defensive back souls. He will wear you down in the end zone, in the red zone, over the middle of the field. Um, I see a lot of Calvin Johnson in Cortland Sutton. Might be a little um, hyperbole to say that at this stage in his career, but he's going to be an all-time great Broncos receiver. I think he'll go down better than Demarius Thomas. You might want to crucify me for that if you disagree. I think he will be when it's all said and done, especially with Drew Locke as his quarterback, hopefully the next eight to ten years. Huge, huge, huge fan of Cortland Sutton. I'm with Christy. He's my favorite Broncos player on the roster, and uh, I love seeing these statistics because he's going to become a household name up there with the DeAndre Hopkins, up there with the Megatrons. Love Sutton. By the way, Frank, really appreciate that $2 super. You jumping in, that means a lot. And I don't recognize your name, so – 
Welcome to the stream and really appreciate your support on Super Chat, Frank. It goes a long way. Believe that. And yep, James, you are absolutely right about Christy. Amen to that. Uh, let's grab Pobby jumping in, showing a very wow. generous super chat here. We appreciate you, Pobby. Thank you you Pobby. mean a lot to us. We know that. She says, so great to have you on the pod, Christy. And again, I don't know if you're able to check on your side, Zach, if you could scroll and see if Christy's been able to rejoin the chat. We don't know what she had planned after her appearance tonight. She might yeah, not have been able to. I haven't seen her on the chat. But she'll, she'll be listening to this after the fact. So um, she says, so great to have you on the pod, Christy. Thank you for being so brave to come on, especially as a lady. You are amazing. Love, MHH family. Go Broncos. Very true. It's uh, it's a, It can be nerve-wracking. Guys like Zach and I, we're a little bit used to it. Obviously, we've been doing this a long time. But as Zach said, I can think to the first time I did a live stream, on, I think it was on Facebook, and this is a long time ago, dude. It's nerve-wracking. It really is, man. Having to it's not just that you have to come up with the content and, and keep it interesting and, and kind of speak off the top of your head, but knowing people are watching right. you and it can really screw with people. And you're also, did great. you're also staring at yourself and that's no one ever likes to do that either. So it's uh, if anyone wants to go back and watch my first ever Facebook live, I was a wreck in that. So Chrissy, I think did very, very well. Even if it was just audio, I think her answers were on point. And I think the feedback that she got from the audience, Chad was phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon here has a question. Do you guys think the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders in the next few mm. years? Thank you for the question, Brandon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were contenders this year. If your question would have been, are the Broncos a contender in 2020? No. Define contender. I think they're a contender for the playoffs, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize them as a contender for the Super Bowl. In the next few years, I could see that happening, but we still just need to see this new collection of dudes out on the field and see a little bit of a return on the moves that have been made so far. Yeah, I would say that 2021 would be the absolute earliest the Broncos would be contenders, and that's only if Drew Locke takes that next step, a quantum leap forward, not just one step forward, but a leap forward. It could happen. They have the talent, they have the coaching, they have the defense, they have the pieces in place. I'm with Chad. I think they will be back in the playoffs this season. Super Bowl, though, is a little too optimistic for me. A couple years from now, Absolutely. If Drew Locke takes that next step, it's all on lock. Bushido jumping in with a comment when we were talking to Christy about the key Elway moments. The helicopter is what made me a Broncos fan. And it's I'm glad you brought up the helicopter. Obviously, a very iconic moment in Elway's career. And speaking of somebody who was, you know, I was basically an adult in February or whenever that was, February or January of 1998 when that game actually took place. I can remember it perfectly. The Broncos came into that game against the Packers, Super Bowl 32, as a wild card team. So they had already fought three playoff games just to get to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you had the juggernaut, man. You had the defending world champion Green Bay Packers who had just decimated all comers in the NFC and were expected to completely trounce the Broncos, especially knowing that every Super Bowl the Broncos had appeared in up to that point, they had just been demolished. It wasn't just nail-biting losses. It was they were demolished and blown out in the Super Bowl to a point where John Elway's mom once privately said to him when he went to that thir- that uh, fourth Super Bowl, Super Bowl 32, I, I don't even want you to go to the Super Bowl because I just don't want to bear the thought of you losing another one. It was It's so painful. Well, all those considerations play into this. No one in the, in the media realm was giving the Broncos a chance at all in this game. Everyone just thought, oh, history will repeat itself. Broncos will get trounced. 
And it was a fight from the from the get-go. The Broncos came ready to play, popping the, the Packers in the mouth from the get-go. But the Packers were a very good team, Zach. And they were, you know, they played their brand of football. But the moment I knew the Broncos were going to win that game was the helicopter. When Elway at whatever he was, I want to say he was 35, goes scrambling and he dives headfirst like that, gets turned into a helicopter, doesn't fumble, gets up all fired up. That's when I knew, goodness gracious, the Broncos are going to win this game. That game was actually just being replayed on NFL Network. And as many times as you watch that chat, it's still as epic as the first time. His determination and his fight and his will to win, that's why he's a Hall of Famer. And that's why he is the Duke of Denver. It's just, it's an all time classic play that cannot ever get old. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We don't want to neglect our awesome Facebook audience here. Andy has a question for us. He says, do you guys think that training camp will allow spectators traveling from Kansas, USA? Andy, I really don't think so. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think there's still a really good chance that fans will be allowed to in the stands in some form, even if it's a half or a third capacity or something to that effect. Training camp, though, I just don't think there's enough in it for the NFL to really have to to want to worry about muddying the water and creating right. a new concern and consideration for the team when by that point they just want to focus on football. I doubt you'll see spectators at training camp. I'm with you on that. I, I think in a best-case scenario, they would have limited or, or spaced-out fans on the field, definitely outdoors. They wouldn't have anyone indoors. Uh, maybe they would have testing or some sort of temperature reading. Chat. I don't want to get into that topic, but uh, I don't see it happening. I, it's, just as Chad said, I don't think the NFL would risk a uh, potential outbreak, which would cancel the season for training camp. I think they'll wait till the season, and then uh, they'll have, hopefully, fans in the stands. But I wouldn't get your hopes up for training camp. Zach, if you wouldn't mind grabbing this super from KP, I'm yeah. gonna. I just realized we jumped one of our superstars, Christian. I'm gonna run back and grab it from you too. Yeah, all good. Kevin dropping uh, five bucks. He wants to know. Appreciate that, Kevin. He wants to know. I wasn't gonna talk about the bookshelf. Looks like your fourth grade report card is up there. Uh, just busting your chops. Love y'all. Thanks, Kara. Yeah, that's actually a writing award. It's not my report card, but it's, it looks like one. I can see it's a little. I can see where you get the confusion from, but I, I do appreciate the love for that. <laughs> your your character, KP. 
You're you're kind of like uh, Mark Langley. You make us laugh and yeah. stuff, dude. So that's good. Just don't just don't try to sucker us into the word that shall go yeah, unnamed. Yeah, really. Okay. Uh, all right. We skipped over Christian. The stream did a jump while we were talking to Christy. So let's grab this one from Christian. He wants to know. Really appreciate the super chat, my friend. Thank you, Christian. Are you able to have me on the show sometime? Well, Christian, as someone who's been a longtime supporter of this podcast and a bona fide super chat superstar, that is definitely something that we will consider. We don't have an exact plan on who we're going to be inviting on specifically. We have a few in mind, obviously, but we will put you in the rotation. And when the time comes, Zach, we will reach out to Christian and see what we can do about organizing that. Yeah, this is definitely something we want to do is incorporate more of the Broncos fan base. And as Christy kind of proved that it's it's fun and it's interactive, and I think the people get a kick out of it. So like Chad said, we don't really know how the setup is going to be. We don't really have any predetermined guests that we want to bring on, just other than Christy for now. But we definitely want to start rotating, and uh, we'll start to take um, applications as they work, Chad. Yeah, and if we don't reach out to you right away, don't take it personal. It will happen. But we definitely want to – Bring on the superstars, those who have yeah. been supporting us on Super Chat for the last nine months. Those are those are the people we want to get on the show and get to know them better and allow our audience to get to know them better and, and show them some love. So speaking of a superstar, King Hicks in the house with a $5 super. Thank you. Appreciate King. you, bro. He says, got to go. Got that essential work to do. I worked 96 wow. hours last week, Jeez. scheduled 80 for this week. Much love to my MH, MHH family. Catch you all soon. Hashtag Broncos world. Man, you are a beast, King Hicks, yeah. working that much, man. That's I want to give you a salute, King. That's that's unbelievable, man. We appreciate all the work that you're doing. That's, that's phenomenal. And he's doing it on the supply chain side. And even though the word that shall go unnamed, you know, no one, I don't know about you, Zach, but it's been a long time, I, many weeks since the last time I went to a grocery store and there was no TP, there was no hand sanitizer, like, there are still some supply issues with regard to beef from what I've been able yeah. to see. The price of beef is really high right now because it's a supply and a demand issue. Tuna but, fish as well. I, I don't understand yes. it. But. Yes. But it's guys like King Hicks that are keeping that supply chain going. So yeah. appreciate you, my friend. Um, let's grab Mike. Speaking of superstars, really appreciate the, the you, donation. Mike. As always, Mike, every single podcast, you are consistent. And we appreciate you, my friend. He says, would you rank the Broncos defense? higher than the chargers that's actually a really good question and thank you mike that's a really good question zach because the chargers already were pretty stacked defensively and then they went out and signed i mean basically they have every veteran corner in the nfl now plays for the los angeles chargers that's hyperbole but it 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 shows you how they've chosen to invest they they're basically following the Seattle Seahawks model, knowing that Phillip Rivers is gone, whether it ends up being Tyrod, who's a, let's face it, he's a placeholder, he's a stopgap, or if it ends up being Justin Herbert at some point this year, which it most almost assuredly will be. They're going the, the idea of building the nest in terms of bolstering the defense and allowing Justin, you know, hopefully in that sense, allow the young quarterback and an offense that's going to take some time to kind of get going to have as many additional possessions as possible. So that's a good question. What would your answer be? 
I'm taking my bias away. I'm still going to say the Broncos. I just think the coaching makes a difference, and I think the offense makes a difference. I think Tyrod Taylor, if he starts, even if he doesn't start, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is going to go through his growing pains, his rookie pains. He's going to put that defense on the field a lot, and that's going to hurt the defense. I, I like Bosa. I, I like Derwin James a lot. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Chris Harris Jr. I think that's not a monumental upgrade for them. They have a solid defense, but I'm rocking with the Broncos. Better offense, better coaching, better defense on all three levels linebacker defensive line and secondary as well so uh, i like the coaching i like anthony lynn on the chargers i just don't like it more than the broncos well said well said i mean there's something to be said also for the broncos they have a lot of new pieces too in terms of the secondary you still have justin simmons you still have kareem jackson as far as the back end but the cornerback rotation for the most part at least at the top of the depth chart is going to be completely different than the one last year so in that sense, it's hard to kind of know what to expect for sure. Meanwhile, you've got Jarrell Casey basically taking over Derek Wolf's role. You, you got Shelby coming back. Everyone knows Shelby. Everyone knows Mike Purcell. And Chubb coming back. Yes. Plus, you're, you're waiting to see, was Alexander Johnson a flash in the pan? Is there there there? So for the Broncos, I think it's fair to say right now on paper, the Chargers are a more stacked defense. But the Broncos, I would say, have the potential to not only match them, but surpass them if all the ducks fall in the row the way they need to in terms of Callahan coming back and Chubb. I was going to say Callahan, if he plays up to par, he can be better on a per snap basis than Chris Harris Jr. was last year. Um, I think you're right in the sense that the Chargers have more proven talent right now on paper, but I think the Broncos, when the season gets up and and, and starts playing out, I think they're going to have a top five Definitely top 10 defense, and the Chargers will be, I think, just outside of that. Let's grab Glenn here jumping in, one of our superstars. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, enjoyed having Christy on tonight, but disappointed Zach left the tucks in the closet, though. <laughs> also, every time Locke opens his mouth, his leadership shows. You know what I just realized? I think we were blaming KP for it was Glenn, if I'm not mistaken, that got us on the word that she'll go was unmentioned. It? I thought it was Kevin, not to not to put blame on anyone, but I'm pretty we, sure it was Kevin. I think we painted Kevin with Glenn's stripes, to be honest with you. I could be wrong on that, and if so, I apologize to both of you. Well, one of you. But Glenn, uh, appreciate you, my friend. He says, yeah. also, every time Locke opens his mouth, his leadership shows. Indeed. Yeah. And that was something I wrote about over the weekend in terms of, you know, the situation that's taking place in our country right now from a, from a civil rights movement perspective. Um, this isn't a situation where Locke necessarily needs to be the guy that leads from the front, but as a leader, he needs to lead. He needs to be there. He needs to show his face. He needs to speak on the issues and allow his black teammates to lead from the front. Black cor- or a, a franchise quarterback is always going to have more of a pressure on them to be a leader. And I think so far from what we've seen from him, even as a second year guy, Zach, he's doing a really good job managing that role and it doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel no. forced or faked. It feels legit. That's exactly true, and that's a great point. It, it feels like if Paxton Lynch would have done that or Case Keenum would have done that, it would have come off disingenuous. But Locke was out there leading the forefront. He was out there marching with his teammates. And uh, I agree with the comment. Every time he speaks, you hear that alpha personality. You hear that leadership just ooze out of him. And you can't teach that. You can't learn it. You can't buy it. it it's not taught. It's just you're born with it or you're not. And uh, it's going to serve the Broncos well. Let me tell you something right now. Him being out there marching did not go unnoticed in the Broncos locker room. That's going to carry this team a long way from a chemistry and locker room standpoint. Indeed. When we talk about 
block having the it factor, that's a big part of what we mean as yeah. well. Jay Boss jumping in with a $5 super. Really appreciate you, you my friend. He says, go Broncos. Who's receiving kicks and who's got punts from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma? Awesome, dude. Hashtag, that is a good movie. Hashtag state of being indeed. Jay, thank you for the super and the question. Who you got receiving kicks and, and punts this year, Zach? Uh, KJ Hamler, I, I don't want to give a cop-out kind of answer, but this is part of the reason why the Broncos use a second-round draft pick on the guy. He has just lightning-quick speed. He's going to take, I think, a few... I would say if not to the house, he's going to break a few big returns this season for Denver. I don't think Deontay Spencer is going to be on the roster for one job. I think Hamler will double up at receiver and on special teams as well, Chad. I'll just say this. For whatever reason, Vic Fangio following the draft made it a point to say, we really like Deontay Spencer in that role again. So, I'm with you, though, in terms of it makes more sense if it's to, to have a BKJ because it kills two birds with one stone. You no longer have to carry six wide receivers. You can take that sixth spot that you would carry a wide out and put it somewhere else where you need a, a strength in numbers. It makes sense to me, but for whatever reason, Fangio wanted to bring that to the fore. So don't be completely stunned if they do end up carrying six wide receivers, and if they you know, keep Deontay, at least as the kick returner. Do you know how I interpret that, though? And I might be wrong. It might be just Fangio challenging Hamler, same as he did Von Miller last year. It could be him making him earn that role just because he's a second-round pick. It's not given to him. Deontay Spencer's the incumbent. He had the job last year, and KJ Hamler kind of has to earn it. I might be wrong, but that's just my interpretation. That's a fair point. I mean, the best coaches use that kind of – uh, I don't want to necessarily call it passive aggressive, but the best coaches are also excellent psychologists. Bill Parcells is a great example of that. And he was a defensive minded guy as is Fangio. So you could be right on that. Zach uh, KP jumping in again. Really appreciate wow. that. Very generous. Super. My Thank friend, you, Kevin. he says, you guys do a fantastic job night after night. Y'all know your stuff and it's refreshing. Thanks for your coverage and consistency. Hashtag tailgate. Pint. We're going to, we're going to do that one of these days just to fulfill Kevin's prophecy there. And it's we were wrong, happen. I believe, Chad. I, I believe it was Glenn. You were right. Yeah. So, so KP. Yeah, our apologies. We, we, we wrongly uh, tagged you with that, and that's my fault. So sorry, bro. You know we love you. Um, from Jeff, everything you're describing right now when I was talking about Super Bowl 32, the helicopter, is what uh, is why that Super Bowl win is the greatest sports moment for me in my life. It was very powerful. For Broncos fans up to that point, I mean – Brian's saying Elway was 37 then. That might be true. Either way, that that only bolsters the point even more, though. But for Broncos fans at, at that point, man, they had been long-suffering. And the Broncos had reached the pinnacle four different times they'd gotten to the Super Bowl, gotten trounced every time, three of them under Pat Bowen's watch. So for the Broncos to not only emerge victorious, it was so meaningful for fans, but also the fact that they beat the defending world champs. And it also was the first time that an AFC team had won the Super Bowl in a long time. It was over a decade since an AFC team had won the Super Bowl, and it kind of reset the power structure in the NFL, as it were. Broncos, of course, go back-to-back. Then the Ravens come in and win one, and the Patriots dynasty that ensued thereafter, and the rest is history. So um, very cool to hear that, though, Jeff. Paul jumping in with a very generous super. And also – Appreciate a longtime that. listener of Mile High Huddle podcast, very engaged and active. Appreciate you, Paul. 
He says, Christy is a super fan and even greater person. Hashtag salute the queen. How are they going to split season ticket holders each uh, home game? So in terms of if they do end up, I assume what he's speaking to is if they do end up making limited capacity for attendance. Do you think that's what he's talking about? Ticket holders yeah, for home games? What's, what's your answer? I I wish I can tell you it's going to be a cluster. I mean, NFL teams are standing to lose a lot of revenue from box office concessions, ticket sales. It's going to be a, a mess. I don't know how they're going to do it. I would assume that maybe the season ticket holders get priority, get first privilege. I just don't know, Chad. It's going to be weird. I don't either. <clears throat> and it's a ball of wax that, frankly, <clears throat> excuse me, is unprecedented. We've never yeah. had NFL's never had to deal with this as an issue. Um, so we're just in a holding pattern. If they do end up having to limit attendance, let some fans in, they're going to have to come up with a system for season ticket holders. And we're all waiting to see what that solution might end up being. Um, Mark, it's good to see you, my friend jumping in $2 super. Thank you, Mark. What's up my guys, Chad, hashtag Chad gangsta, hashtag uncle Zach. <laughs> uncle <Perna>. now. <laughs> uncle. Yeah. Um, like it. Mark, you're someone we'll probably want to see if you ever want to come on the show. One of these days, one of our, Longtime superstars. So we'll, I'll holler at you. Eddie, jumping in. $2 super. Good thank to you, see you. My guys, thank you for this Sunday pod. Amen, thanks, dude. You know what's interesting is, is someone pointed out to me, Zach. No one in the Broncos media world puts out any content on Saturday and Sunday. Everyone's yeah. Monday through Friday. And it surprises a lot of people that we put in this content on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, Zach and I have always – kept Sunday as a podcast day, even in the off, uh, off season, because we're the ones on the tradition of our, our site, we do the gut reaction to every game. And most games, of course, they're on Sunday. So we've just decided to keep Sunday in the rotation, even during the off season. And it's glad to know, we're, we're glad to hear that uh, you guys appreciate that. So, and you guys make Sundays also very, very uh, much something we look forward to. I was going to say, we're, we're not patting ourselves on the back because we're the only ones that do it. The demand right. was there for it, Chad. I mean, mm-hmm. Broncos fans, and even we got a question that we're going to get to in a few minutes. They're asking about the other DVDD pod. They're, the demand and the groundswell for it is there. So it's all for you guys. We're so happy you guys love it. And we'll continue cranking out seven days a week, every single week, every single year. That's right. Callie Dave jumping in with the super. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Dave. He says, KR, great heart. Drafting Gratishar made me a Broncos fan. So he's going back to the Ohio State product and arguably the most egregious Hall of Fame snub in Broncos history, Randy Gratishar. That's cool, man. And honestly, it really makes me angry. And and this is what is so unjust about this situation is that when the name Gratishar comes up, we should be celebrating. The first thought coming out of our, our, our mouths should be celebrating what he did as a Denver Bronco and what he meant to this franchise. But instead what comes out is just this indignant, righteous anger over the fact that he is still being denied the hall of fame. And you know, if he was in any other, if he had played all those, you know, it was, he kind of like Luke Keekley, he retired at the pinnacle of his career. And that's one of the things that frankly has hurt him a little bit in the hall of fame voting, but nevertheless, it's egregious, Zach, that he yeah. is not in the Hall of Fame. But Dave, very cool memory. We appreciate you sharing that. Him, Mecklenburg, Mike Shanahan. It's just, it's just a disaster. And you're right, Chad. If he played for the Cowboys or the Steelers or the 49ers, he'd be in by now. But hopefully in the future, we'll be celebrating Gratishar's Hall of Fame induction. 
Uh, Steve wants to know if he could come on the pod sometime without the camera. Um, we prefer to have the camera. Now, the one, the deal with, with Christy tonight was completely unforeseen. When we did a you know sound test and mic test and camera test before we went live, everything was fine. The technical difficulties we had were after the fact once we had already gone live, so we couldn't really take time to fix them. But this is a podcast, yes, but it's also a live streaming event. So in a perfect world, we would want you to be on screen. But you know what? If if not, even if you have a, you know, something that you really don't want to do, that we might be able to make some kind of accommodation. Something we can consider, maybe having like a call-in feature. That's true. I can An look audio into that. only feature. Yeah. Derek Wright jumping in, ten dollars super. Appreciate Thank you, Derek. my friend. And Derek, are you on Twitter? If so, reach out to me and connect. He says, what do you guys think about picking up Melvin Gordon? Uh-oh, here we go. Do you think he can be a big factor in getting this role in week one? The defense will have to be key, uh, keyed in to stopping him. So let's just, Zach, completely remove the money yeah. issues and the yeah, yeah. implications. As a new contributor on this offense, what's your answer for Derek? I don't think he can hurt the offense. I think he can be a help to Drew Locke in the passing game. I think he's he's a three-down back the way the Broncos foresee him to be, and he's had some fumbling issues. If he can get that corrected, he's going to be an asset to this offense. I just think, though, his presence will be a bigger factor for Philip Lindsay. Not to make it a Lindsay-centric conversation, I just think they're both going to play into each other in that 1A and 1B role. No matter what the Broncos think right now, Lindsay will get his touches. I think he'll make the most of it. I- I'm not... Hating the Gordon pickup, I just hate the contract, Chad, they signed him to. That's my biggest thing. With him. Exactly. I mean, he's not a bad running back. He is. No. I mean, is he a? Is he one of the league's elite running backs? I, I would be hard-pressed to say that based on his last two years. But I remain completely open to the possibility that that's just the way the Chargers offense kind of rolled him – it's just kind of a product of the way that the Chargers wanted to run their offense. That's a good way for me to say it. He might, if if given the chance alongside Philip Lindsay to kind of be the tip of the spear and he gets double-digit carries week in and week out, he might end up being that player we saw the first three years he was in the league. Yeah. Now, last year he was a little bit muted because he held out, and then by the time he came back he was rusty. He was rusty, and that affected him, but he still put up pretty solid numbers. So – He's going to mean a lot for this offense. And Lindsay, it's only going to make Lindsay better and vice versa, that competition and and just learning from each other as well. So I think uh he's going to be really good for this offense. Is he going to be worth is he is he going to be worthy of the eight million dollars a year? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you on that, my friend. So we shall see. All right, where are we at? We're at 55 minutes. Okay, we got a little bit of time, and if we go a little bit over tonight, that's okay. Let's grab Jody here. My two bold predictions. Jones, Draymond, starts over Shelby Harris on the D-line, and by week six, Sternad will play more snaps per game than Todd Davis. What's, what's your reaction to either one of those two bold predictions? I do think that by midseason or maybe a little after that, Sternad will be the starter opposite A.J. Johnson. So I'm with you on that. And in terms of um, – uh, what was the second part – first part of the question, Chad? Put it back up for uh, a second. Sorry. The first part was 
Um, oh, Jones over over Shelby yeah. Harris. Yeah, you know, it's going to take, I think, a dominant training camp and a dominant preseason for that to happen. There's a reason why Shelby Harris came back. Even if it was a prove-it deal, he showed last year what he can do in a Vic Fangio system. But Draymond Jones was a high-round draft pick. He, he fits the system like a glove. I think he is a long-term successor to Wolf and Shelby Harris. It could happen. I don't think it's that bold. I don't disagree with any of that. It wouldn't surprise me to see Sternad take over for Davis. It's in the Broncos' best interest if Sternad can earn it and get there and justify right. it. It's in the team's best interest to eventually pass to pass that torch to Sternad as soon as possible because Davis is in a contract year. If he doesn't step up and earn that, then the Broncos are going to have to make a, an uninformed, semi-uninformed decision next spring with, with regard to whether or not they bring Davis back or and whether or not Sternad is, is ready to kind of take on that mantle. So hopefully it does happen, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if it does by the by the time the season's over. Terry jumping back in, showing some love. MHH community is the best. That's right. We agree with you, my friend. And you're a big part of that and a big reason why that is absolutely true. From across the pond, here's James Campbell, as consistent as the day is long. We appreciate you, bro. The ambassador. Indeed. And I'm going to be reaching out to you here pretty soon. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some stuff. He says, I said it before, Locke is the type of quarterback I'd run through a wall for, getting back to our previous topic of him being a leader. And considering I'm not Casper, <laughs> that will hurt. Oozes intangibles and leadership. Yeah, He really does, man. Like, there were a lot of video clips over the peaceful protest march at the Colorado State Capitol over the weekend, Saturday. And one of the clips shows Locke, who's just, you know, he's got PR. He's got Patrick Smythe there. Smythe's there to kind of, you know, attend to him, make sure he doesn't get into any hot water, for lack of a better term. But you had fans coming up to, to Locke at various points and either just, you know, wanting a, a high five or a shake or whatever. And Locke was just very nonchalant about the whole thing, welcoming to anyone that I saw uh, in terms of approaching him. And that only translates to his teammates. And the funny thing about it, Zach, is one of the reasons why he talks about here again, oozes intangibles and leadership, the team, the players know and recognize that it's not put on. It's not contrived. It's not fake. That's the genuine article from Drew Locke. And what I noticed, and uh, you're absolutely right, Chad, what I noticed, the march yesterday was predominantly a lot of black Broncos players, not to make it a race thing, but Drew Locke being white was out there in the front leading the charge. And like I said earlier, that does not go unnoticed. That's how you build trust, and that's how you build connections in the locker room. Every time you see it with him, he charged up the Broncos on the field. He's charging him and leading him, literally leading him off the field. You have to love what you see from him in his brief young career to this point. Amen. Let's grab Zyka here, jumping in. $5 super. Thank really you, appreciate you, my friend. And you've become even more so involved in what we're doing, and it's cool to see. Zyka says, how concerned are you guys with the unknown of our cornerbacks, specifically Callahan and rookie third-rounder Michael Ojemudia, and our linebackers in coverage? More points equals more passes at you. So, in other words, if Locke and the offense – end up being what everyone thinks they're going to be this year and they put up more points, that's going to – you can think back to the Peyton Manning days when this was a, an offensive first team. Teams get behind, they throw. So how are you feeling, Zach, about Callahan, Ojemudia, and linebackers in coverage? I mean, they all have to prove themselves. It's a great question and a great point that I really haven't given too much thought to. I wasn't the biggest fan of Michael O, but uh, among the recent Broncos cornerbacks, he can be the best. 
He was handpicked by Vic Fangio. He fits the scheme. Callahan, we saw him in Chicago. He was a pretty elite slot cornerback. Missed all of last season. We don't really know where he stands in terms of his injury. But if they play up to standard, I am not worried about the Broncos' pass defense. When you have Simmons in there, when you have A.J. Boye in there, um, you have uh, Kareem Jackson in there, and they, and the linebackers. We talked about Sternad, A.J. Johnson's dynamic. He's a three-down player. If they can just play the potential, I'm not worried about that. And because also, Chad, when you have to um, pass more, it gives the Broncos more chance to get sacks as well. So they're going to, knowing that, they don't have to sell out to stop the run. They can send their pass rushers, Jarrell Casey, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. It can work both ways as well. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm moving it along a little bit just because we crossed the hour mark. So let's grab Nad Ludlow, jump it in, just showing support as always. Thank you. Nick. We appreciate you, my friend. James has a specific question about programming. Uh, thanks for the super again, James. He says, you, James. Chrissy did a great job tonight too. Hope to have her and others on the pod soon. Is there any word on the second DVDD pod chat? Hashtag Bronco, Broncos world. Not yet. Right now at this stage with the Bron- with uh, MHH having a new podcast on Saturdays, we're allowing them to have that day to let their podcast kind of breathe and, and begin. But it is absolutely something we're considering here in the very, very near future. So we'll keep you – basically, for those of you who missed it, what they're asking is um, Dove Valley Deep Divers kind of campaigning um, with the momentum of our European, uh, specifically fans and listeners, to have a show, a live stream Saturday or Sunday, we'll see, um, dedicated to – it being a time where they can attend. So like James right now being in the UK, depending on exactly where he's at, he's like nine hours, I think ahead of us in, in mountain time. So for him, it's quite late, you know, or quite early, depending on how you look at it. So for European fans, which it's a massive contingent, we have, as you guys know, a lot of superstars that are Europeans, a lot of listeners that are European Broncos fans. Uh, so he's wanting to know Zach about having a, a second pod for Dove Valley deep divers that takes place in it during the day when it's not, when it's more conducive to European time. But that's what I mean. That was my previous point is that the demand we're getting for these pods has just been incredible. Chad, we keep launching more and more and fans are asking for more and more. And we wanted you to to know that we give it back to you guys. We're launching these for you guys because you want that so much. And uh, we hear that and we take it into consideration and we make things happen because of that. It it wasn't a flex on our part. It was actually a flex to you guys and a a compliment to you guys. Well said, dude. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, let's see here. We're running out of time, so let me just make sure we haven't missed anybody here tonight. 2 a.m. for James, though. Wow, that's dedication right there. That it is. Terry jumping in. 2 p.m. for everyone. Hashtag Broncos. Um, Appreciate you, bro. Let me just make sure I haven't skipped anybody. Glenn jumping in. I, now I got to read yours first before, uh, you know, silently before I read them out loud. <laughs> okay. Hope I didn't kill my chances of being way of uh, way down the list as a guest on the pod for my remaining nameless antics. Sorry. Um, KP who we wrongly accused of being <laughs> yeah. the guy that did that tailgate hashtag tailgating tent hashtag guest in 2024. Now you're, it's all good, dude. We, we hold no grudges and you're definitely someone that we have in the pipeline for bringing on and featuring you as a superstar. So we will uh, be in touch and give you guys more information on that as we get a little bit closer. All right. Let me just make sure here. 
I think that's pretty much it, guys. So listen, thanks to each and every one of you for joining us tonight. If we did not get to one of your questions or topics you wanted us to talk about tonight, obviously the first half of the, the, the show's focus was Christy and just celebrating that and kicking off 7K week. Tomorrow we're going to have more 7K-oriented content. We're going to share our own top moments, um, both Zach and myself. We're going to go through the results of an interesting poll. We're going to continue to kind of graft in celebrating the Broncos in a way this week as we are, are getting over that 7K hump. And welcome also to all our new subscribers on, on YouTube. We are glad to have you guys. So we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow, same time, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you're not going to want to miss those shows either. And then as we march through the summer, we're going to have and reach out to various superstars to have them on the show. But Zach, even though it wasn't perfect from a technical perspective, Christy came on, dropped knowledge, we learned a lot talking to her about how she yeah. became a fan and how she views this team. So overall, I say it was a success. I do too. And and based on the comments, like I said, Chad, the feedback has been phenomenal. And, and it's, it's it's a credit to you guys being so encouraging, being so supportive. But I think she handled herself really well. And it's it's always great to get that insight from a true diehard, hardcore Broncos fan. So we're looking forward to doing more of that. Yeah, and whatever you do, Christy, if you're listening to this after the fact, do not kick yourself about having the camera issues. You couldn't control that. Yeah. You did a great job, so don't even sweat it. But, gang, make sure you are following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. You can find my partner here, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at KelbermanNFL. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. And like I said, we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night for Monday show, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have some content, some topics, as I mentioned, that we're going to get to, plus – I have a feeling we're going to have a little bit of news tomorrow as it relates to your Denver Broncos. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think we'll have some things to talk about additionally tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Zach, have a great start to your week, my man. You as well, Chad. Salute all you guys. See you guys tomorrow. Mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars. We love you guys and appreciate your support more than you know. Oh, and here she is. Sorry for all the tech difficulties. I have such a great appreciation for the job these guys do. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Everyone was just happy to hear from you. So we'll look forward to talking to you all again tomorrow night. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 